Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Almost Awesome Esports Podcast. I am your host tonight, Ben, and with me I have my two co-hosts, Taryn and Simon. Uh, Taryn, we're going to start with you tonight. How are you tonight, Taryn? Back to the good one first. And before we get going, I just need to say that I will not insult Smite once this show. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, that's a bit of off topic. And uh, Simon, how are you tonight? I'm good, and I'm glad that Taryn's not going to be, like abusing the smite this time and i'm just gonna wait and see how long that lasts i don't think it's gonna last very long uh, just a quick disclaimer for those listening at home um if you've listened to our previous episodes we've paid out on smite a fair bit it's not because we actually hate the game it's just because we like paying out on simon so it's a bit of an inside joke for those who actually did seem a little offended from it exactly so for those who are, <laughs> for those who have not listened to us before we're just a uh, small e- esports podcast group and we talk about changing news and uh, typically about the uh, top esports that we play at the moment. This uh, episode was introduced by K391's Earth. A link will be left in the description uh, below. So with that intro out of the way, let's uh, move over to our news for this week. And we're going to start with our League of Legends news. Uh, Taran, what's going on in League of Legends at the current moment? Uh, so there's been actually quite a lot that's been happening over in the uh, world of League of Legends. So first of all, uh, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about Renegades having to sell their LCS spot. They ended up selling to Team Envy, which uh, Counter-Strike players like Simon might know from uh, Counter-Strike as being one of the top teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it will be interesting to see how well they go venturing into the world of League. Uh, Apex Gaming adds Diamond Prox, Raw, and Conquan to round out their 10-man roster for the upcoming LCS. Uh, The NA LCS will begin 10 a.m., Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 4th of June, uh, with a grand final rematch again between TSM and CLG. Uh, it's also important to remember that this split for the NALCS will begin as best of threes, and in Europe it will be best of twos. Uh, ben, what do you think of that change? Oh, I've yet to see it in play. Once I see it in play, I'll probably have a better thought of it, but it's interesting. They're changing it up. Yeah. I think it'll be good with, you know, these smaller, well, not smaller regions, but lesser regions compared to Korea, being able to play more games in the regular season. Oh, most definitely. We want to see more action. We want to get more in there instead of having that, you know, one shot. And if you blow it, then, you know, bad luck. Exactly. It'll also limit sort of, uh, sort of fluke wins where, you know, the worst team in the league can pull out a really weird pocket pick. Like, my favorite is the old Keen playing Ergon mid when it first started, and it just confused the fuck out of people, and Gravity won some games off that. So, it'll be interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, after but after they caught on to it, they kind of yeah got a bit punished for it. Not really, it ended up becoming meta, thankfully. Uh, anyway, speaking of EU, their summer split will begin on the 3rd of June, with a simulcast. So there's going to be a simulcast between, on two different uh, Twitch channels, but with uh, H2K and Rocat, as well as uh, a grand final rematch between G2 and Orihen. Uh, that game will act is actually really exciting, and it'll be good to watch, because after G2's terrible, terrible second last place at MSI, it'll be interesting to see if they can sort of bounce back from that and prove to be a dominant team once again in their home region, or whether or- teams like Origin and Fnatic will be able to sort of take their spot once again on top. 
moving over to Korea, the LCK will begin on Wednesday with Afrika Freaks taking on Longzu Gaming. Uh, this will be followed up by the new team, Team Ever, taking on CJ Entis. Meanwhile, in the, LP- the LPL will commence on Thursday with EDG taking on Newbie, which, t- which people might remember uh, took a name change from QG Reapers. And finally, the Oceanic Pro League Split 2 began on Monday night, with Chiefs defeating Sing Gaming 2-0 in a really dominating fashion. Uh, Abyss looked good in their first game in the top level of competition, scoring a 2-1 victory over Hellions. Uh, we'll move over to Spite News now with Simon. Um, yes, I've got some Spite News. So, um, in the NASPL, Enemy sits on the top of the standings with 16 wins and 6 losses. Saw Gaming is just behind, followed by Team Eager and Luminosity Gaming rounding out the top 4. Over in EU, Panthera sits convincingly on top with 20 wins from 22 games. Paradigm is in second, with Hungry for More and Cringe Guru rounding out the European top four. Over in Brazil, the INTZ Gaming will take on Red Candies, or Canids, in the final for BGL Split 1, after knocking out Payne and Remo Brave Esports, respectively. Uh, Remo Brave Esports went on to beat Payne in the third place match. Now to OCE, the OPL Split 2 is starting this next weekend, with six teams going at it. Participants include Avantgarde, Deadweight, Insight, Llamas in Pajamas, Tainted Minds, and Team Pandemonium. Speaking of which, Team Pandemonium had a roster change, or should I say, role switch, with Roe moving to Solo and Sporks moving to Jungle. Now for some CSGO news. Echo Fox signs X-Complexity Shazam, Kjerby to Astralis, and... Cajun B to Dignitas, which is an odd change because Australis seems to be a top-tier team, and after losing one of their driving forces is odd. We'll have to see how this plays out in the next few weeks. Uh, Tempo Storm and Optic Gaming qualify for the ESL1 clone qualifiers. They'll be joining Gambit, G2, Splice, Flipside, Tyloo, Dignitas, Empire, FaZe, Mouseports, Envious, Cloud9, Fluffy Gang- Gangsters, Renegades, and Hellraisers. The E-League also starts this weekend, or this week, with Group A consisting of Renegades, Luminosity, Team Liquid, and Cloud9. Each team will play each other twice in the group stages before the semi-finals, and the final will be televised on TBS on Friday. So that's really cool for esports on TV. It's legit now. Uh, now Yay. to Ben for some Rocket League. Ah, oh, thank you, Simon. Uh, Rocket League is going all out with the uh, Qualifier 1 ending this weekend that just went uh, on the Sunday and the Monday um, for the Qualifier 1 of the Rocket League Championship Series. The top four teams from each region uh, battled out to determine who would be the Q1 champions and take home $10,000, which is 5000 per region. Um, that's a fair bit considering it's US and <laughs> that's Season 1 of Rocket League. So yeah, there's not much uh, funding behind it at the moment, but for what they've got it's all right they've got to start somewhere got to start somewhere of course uh north america's number one team i buy power cosmic met their number two uh kings of urban in the uh online finals kings of urban played hard but ultimately fell to uh bad uh, offensive pressure because uh i buy power just <laughs> railed them we've got two of most renowned strikers in i buy power um Kronovi being one of them uh, who won the series 4-2. They just absolutely destroyed 
Over in the uh, Europe, we have the number one Weedem Girls met number two Fliptide Tactics, uh, which was going to be a very, very interesting matchup as Flipside is, well, they're vets of the game uh, compared to Weedem Girls, who are the new kids on the block, so to speak. Flipside Tactics showed the newcomers why they are renowned as the world champions. Uh, took out last year's... Oh, I can't remember what series they took out last year. As... um. A 4-2 victory, solidifying their place uh, as the best team of EU. So it was a good match to watch, uh, very interesting indeed, as, well, the offensive on both sides were pretty on point, but flipside tactic was the one up on the uh, Weedham girls. So with the Rocket League out of the way, um, we're moving over to the COD news for this week. And uh, leading up to the big slug match on Thursday between Optic Gaming and FaZe Clan, we're just going to go through the current standings. So as of uh, North America, we have uh, we have Rise Nation in first place with six wins, two losses. That's a 75% win rate. Uh, followed closely behind with uh, FaZe Clan with the six win, uh, two losses as well. I don't know why it's being labeled one, two, three, four. Um, at the moment, because they we just have, have Optic... to put them on the ladder. Pardon? Because that's just the way they do the ladder. So at this time of the season, it really doesn't matter. They're all just pretty much equal in first place. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Optic Gaming, same place, six and two. Uh, Dream Team as well, sitting in fourth technically with six and two. Um, they're pretty much tied, tied to the bone. There's only a little bit in the statistics. That's probably why they're going out 1, 2, and 3, and 4, but as the scoreboard says, they're pretty much tied for first. Um, but on the bottom side, we do have TSM, who actually uh, one loss, seven wins, funny enough, uh, against Team Envious, who are tying for fifth at the moment. Uh, they won a 3-0 victory, which was funny. I don't know. It's upset match, I guess. So over in Europe, we have Hyper Gaming sitting in the top place with 10 wins and 0 loss. That's a 100% win rate. Uh, just scraping in behind, we have Splice Gaming with 9 wins and 1 loss. So that's a 90% win rate, not quite on par, but they are not very far behind. Uh, but they do have a comfortable lead over third place in Finite Gaming with 6 wins and 3 loss. That's a 66.7 win rate. And in fourth place, we have... We have Epsilon Esports sitting in with five wins and five lists, so that's a 50-50 even way. Uh, down at the bottom we do have Vitality with zero wins and ten losses. That's a 0% win-loss ratio. And over in the more local scene in the Oceanic uh, Ladders, we have Orbit GG sitting in first place with nine wins and one loss. That's a 90% win rate. Uh, followed in not too far behind, followed not too bar, far behind by Mind Freak with a 8 win and 3 loss. That is 72.7%. Tying uh, is with Sheafs, that's currently sitting in third place with the 8 wins, 3 loss, 72.7 win uh, rate. And uh, Team Immunity sitting in fourth place with 7 wins and 4 losses. Uh, down in the bottom of the ladders, we have uh, Team Excellence. Currently sitting in with uh, one win and nine loss. That's a 10% win rate. Uh, no surprise there, actually. 
Envy is uh, not too far in front and 7-5 with 2 wins and 8 loss. Uh, but that ladder actually looks pretty spot on to me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the ladder is pretty much representative of, you know, the skill level of these teams. I mean, we can look over at the challenge, the COD World League Challenge Division. The ESL, uh, fifth, the fifth ESL event, which happened, uh, on Sunday, I believe it was, where Orbit and MF took on each other in the finals. And, uh, Plantronics and, uh, Chiefs were there sort of in the semi-finals. So it was sort of, well, four of the top five teams there were sort of in that last, in the finals of that tournament. So, you know, it's rather representative of these teams' skill levels. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, Taran. And with the stand, uh, with the news out of the way for this week, we're going to move over to our next subject, uh, which is our one-minute quickie. And um, tonight's question, I'm going to start off. Um, it's pretty much what I was putting out before with the COD is uh, the slug match coming up: Phase Clan versus Optic Gaming. Uh, what's your thoughts? Who's going to take out first place? I really don't follow NA COD, so I can't really sort of pick an overall winner. Um, yeah, I've really got no opinion on it. No opinion? Just not in Phase Clan Optic as a whole? I, yeah, I, like honestly, I don't really follow either team. Even in CSGO, I, neither of the two teams are sort of ones I follow. So I can't really, I, yeah, I can't make a comment on the teams, I can't make a comment on their COD skill level. I just, yeah, I can't really make a comment on anything there. And what about you, Simon? Well, um, from from back in the day when I used to, like, somewhat follow COD, I think um, I'm going to say Optic, because FaZe is always like, oh, I'm fucking FaZe Clan, man. So I think I'm going to go with Optic, because Optic sounds better. Optic sounds better. Yeah. Alrighty. There you go. And uh, Taran, have you got a question for us tonight? I do indeed. My question for you guys is, uh, which search engine do you use? We know Google is sort of the most... Everyone uses Google, but do you guys use something different? Uh, yeah, kick-ass Torrents. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I actually do use a different um, thing. I use a, 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 um, a, whoops, uh, I use a search browser called DuckDuckGo. I've heard and, of that, and it's um, it is used because I like it because it um, it doesn't track you at all, so it doesn't use cookies, doesn't track you whatsoever. So it's just it's pretty secure. So it seems like you should um, be using DuckDuckGo, Ben, so that you can access Kickass Torrents. Yeah, and Tor. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about if I need to get out of there, I'm going to go to the Pirate Bay. Yeah. Well, what do you do? No. And what do I do? Oh, Jesus I really, Christ. I really don't want to know what you search. Just yeah, exactly. I was about to say, do you want to go there? Not really. And uh, Simon, your question for us this week? Um, I do have a question. My question is, uh, curly whirlies, yeah or nay? I really curly like whirlies. them. Yummy. They're fucking. They're amazing, dude. I love curly whirlies. How is that? Um, How can no one like not like curly whirlies? Oh, I've met so many people that just don't like it because they're like, "Well, it's a fucking curly whirly. What are you nine? Dude, it's fucking the best. It's the best <laughs> chocolate. It's, it's like a like smaller Mosbar. Oh, it's so good. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't had Curly Whirly in so long because of my um, cancerous diet. But from memory, it was actually quite delicious. So I'm going to have to say yes. Good, good. It's correct Definitely answer. worse the cancer. Correct answer. Good job. 
we're all in agreement on something here. Oh, well, that's that's really strange for once. And uh, speaking of strange for once, we actually have another interview this week. So after speaking with two players from Abyss Esports, Tyron actually got to speak with the owner of the organization, Nathan Matthews, uh, to speak about who Abyss is, as well as uh, the expectations of the new team in the OPL. So uh, over to you, Tyron, to take it away. So joining us this week to wrap up the set of interviews we've had is uh, Nathan, the owner of Abyss. How are you going, Nathan? I'm good, thanks. You, sir? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, so I guess the first thing we can t- we'll talk about here is through the conversations I've had with you, one of the things that you majorly emphasize is the fact that Abyss is sort of an organization built around the community. Uh, can you give us sort of a little bit of information just sort of on what Abyss, who Abyss is and what being community-orientated means? Sure. Well, <clears throat> Abyss primarily is, a, is an eSports organization, but one of our biggest focuses since we sort of formed Abyss in the early days was we really wanted to be different. And not in a sense that, you know, we're... Um, just different to be different. We wanted to really actually improve upon the OC scene. It was something that was growing rapidly at the time, but it was still a bit shaky. And and one of the things we really wanted to focus on was this being a very community focused organization. Because when we we did a lot of research before we actually <clears throat> decided to to jump into being an organization owner, and we looked at the the state of the OC scene, and, and we really realized that. A lot of a lot of teams weren't really doing anything. They weren't um, exactly doing any interactions with their fan base. It was mainly like you know a few fan games here and there, and just posting things on Facebook. But that was really about it. And and we did some like further research. And I suppose most of this will be on League of Legends because that's the game we started with. But majority of the people just didn't really know much about the teams, who they were. They didn't know what the OPL was or what the OCS was. They had no idea about um, the scene at all, and and that was just through of like a lack of engagement from the top teams, and we really wanted to kind of change that. We wanted to you know get the fans involved, even if they weren't um, involved with our team necessarily. We just wanted to you know kind of get people following the OPL and the OCE esports scene a bit more, and and that was one of our main things. We really wanted to focus on on the community in that regard. So we do do a lot of um, community events, um, things like free challenger play coaching. Um, and, you know, we're always showing up to, you know, the community uni events and, and stuff like that, really trying to push ourselves and get, get people following the scene. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the most important things, trying to push the scene forward is to just get people sort of knowing what, what Ab- esports is. Absolutely. Like, people make a lot of comments all the time about, you know, our scene isn't as good as other countries and stuff like that. And, and that's extremely true. That's, it's, very, it's a very accurate yep. statement. And, but people don't realize is it's, it's, it's cycle. Right, you've got you've got the players, and you know they, they try their best. They really do. But for example, um, in League of Legends, OCE is the only region that doesn't play full time in the in the wild cards, and and that's re- one of the reasons we haven't really won it yet. Is we can't really dedicate um, the same amount of time. But when we look back at that internally, we can see well, there's not enough money in the scene. Well, how do we yeah. increase money? It's you know through sponsorship. Well, how do we get the sponsorship? It's more viewers. Where to get the viewers from? Well, we have to, you know, inform people about the scene, get them watching, make it entertaining for them, and that's why one of the reasons we've just tried to um, really push on you know, explaining the OPL to people. You know, giving them um, in-depth biographies about the teams where they came from. So even if they're not a fan of Abyss, but they're a fan of the OPL, that benefits everybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 
But speaking of League of Legends, uh, after the last couple of weeks, we've spoken to Pabu and General, your top laner and jungle for Abyss Red. Uh, but they weren't actually able; they're not actually able to play in the OPL because of their age. Uh, we've seen over the last couple of days, you've announced that Pac-Man and Seb are the new top laner and jungle for the team. What was it that actually influenced you to pick up these players rather than other players that you know are on the free market? Well, there was actually a quite a few decisions um, made behind that, but I just want to point out one thing with regards to the um, the rule age, is that I definitely agree with the rule age. But one of the things that you know these guys knew um, at the very time they joined our team that they were not eligible, and I really wanted to stress how much you know loyalty and dedication they still showed to our organization at the time because they practiced a lot, they stayed around for. Um, all the time, you know, discussing, you know, how, how we can get better, how do we can improve ourselves. And they put in a lot of time for almost little to no gain for them. Yeah. And I, I really I really want to thank them for that. Um, but yeah, in terms of um, the decisions, we we really wanted to make sure that the players replacing General and Pabu were with players that could kind of really fill the spots um, that Pabu and General left behind because they there was big shoes to fill. And we wanted yeah. to make sure that we never, we at least found players that were better but also, you know, bring the same sort of values to the team. And that's one thing, like, um, Pabu was always like a, a secondary shot caller or like a voice for the team to sort of fall back on. And we wanted to make sure that Pac-Man was the same. And, and then for our jungler, um, you know, we had to make sure that the, the same sort of style of jungle play was um, exactly, and also the same level of skill. But we're very, very happy with the, um, the two players we picked up. We think that they're going to fit into the team extremely well and essentially believe we can finish top four. Yeah, if not better. Yeah, I mean, it'll it's good to see teams coming from the OCS that legitimately have a chance to sort of make top yep. four rather than you know the Trident and um, uh, Infernum that sort of came up, played a split, and now they're back down again. Yeah, that's right. Well, in Infernum actually did play um, in a split. It's been in the in the OPL for a while. They they played under the name Absolute, um, and then they changed oh, yep. their name to Infernum at the start. Okay. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. And um, and for what it's worth, in in terms of Trident, like you, you had, they played as Legacy Genesis and got promoted. But I, I do, they the reason they were pretty lackluster, and I, I would be fair is they their mid laner who is actually ranked one on the solo queue ladder, who's going to Japan to play in a in a Japanese um challenger series, he um who was Claire got banned at the start of a split. So Trident were always trying to pick up a mid laner and the mid lane talent was very lacking at the time. Yeah. And it wasn't until later in the split that they picked up Wizard and that really they didn't lose a game with Wizard until they played us in their promotions and were actually playing at a very a top four side. They were not a bottom two side. Yeah. That was something So it wasn't a, yeah. Yeah. Go on. It was just an unfortunate set of circumstances for Trident. Yeah. I mean that was something Pabu brought up when I was speaking to him a couple of weeks ago was sort of uh, Trident were able to take games off these top four teams. They were beating Chiefs. They were beating Legacy. The problem was they couldn't string two games together to sort of that's right, get the yeah. series, which I guess in a way is unlucky for them, but that's just the OPL, I guess. That's right, that's right. Uh, but as a new team coming into the OPL, what benefits are there for, well, I guess you guys as an organization, as well as the players that are actually playing in the in the, uh, in the the team? Yeah, well, Riot actually... Um does a lot to support players and and they're actually the only game company um in in esports to actually you know give this level of su- support right like riot does get a lot of um 
criticism for the way you know they've structured their leagues and you know them having the final say over everything. But if it wasn't for Riot, you know, um, and they offer a lot of benefit, like all our players get a, a base salary um, of three hundred dollars per per week um, for every oh. like every week during the OPL. They oh, they get RP each week. They get unlocked accounts. Um, there's you know they get partnerships with Twitch. Um, they get flown all around Australia, free of charge and stuff like that. And and it was it said get access to money and, and stability. I guess is the best way to put it. But this other esports don't offer. There's you know most other esports it's just prize money. And and Riot not only matches the prize money and increases it compared to other games, but also you know the base salary and stuff like that. So it really allows. Um, it's a big factor in the reason that you know league is actually as successful as it is. Yeah. So what you're saying is they sort of get this salary, it's just not enough for the players to actually live off and make it a full-time thing. That's right, that's right. Because at the end of the day, 300 bucks a week isn't enough because it only lasts for, you know, 10, 10 to 15 weeks and it's uh, twice a year. So yeah. it's not really in, enough just to live off just yet. And, and you know, eventually it will be because it is growing. You know, even organizations get money um, around, you know, the 3000 3, $4,000 mark per split. So Riot does their best, but it's just that the sponsors have to kind of, you know, jump in to help out with the rest. But unfortunately, the lack of viewership yeah. um, compared to other regions really limits that. Yeah, that goes back to what we were saying earlier, which, you know, we need mm-hmm. more viewers to be able to get more sponsors, to get more money, and it's just and a big right. cycle. And, and for, for what it's worth, a, a lot of, um up until this split, normally the OPL would conflict with the, like the NA, LCS, the EU, LCS, LCK, LPL, but Riot OC have tried their best to sort of move it to the Monday, Tuesday format to at least we're not conflicting with other um, time zones or other other leagues, so we should, you know, be able to maintain our viewers. Yeah. I think the only one it con- uh, conflicts now with is the new LCK schedule. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's that's the only one now, which is great. It honestly is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a major problem when we had the casters <laughs> having to split themselves between two channels at the same time because we had the LPL and the OC- OPL going on at the same that's time. That's right. Yep. So, uh, but if we move away from League for a sec, we've seen Abyss do well in League, as we're seeing now. Uh, one of our co-hosts, Simon, is sort of a major fan of Smite. Uh do you have any intention to move outside of league into these other games? Absolutely. We're we're always in talks. We're always looking for for new teams to you know represent us um, in their respective games. And we've actually got a top tier Rocket League team. It's competing in the CG um, Pro League. But other than that, we we are limited to to our league and Rocket League teams at the time. And we've looked into Smite. Um, you know, we looked into CSGO, we looked into, you know, the other games. Um, but one of the biggest aspects is we want to make sure that, A, it's financially viable to us as an organization. And not so much that we're trying in terms, I don't mean if it's profitable to us or anything like that. Like, if we don't make any money off a game or even lose a bit of money, that's that's not really an issue to us. But we want to make sure that, you know, we can actually provide, you know, a top-tier service to the players. and And that's one of the things that, are, is really important to me is actually being able to make sure we can commit to the players for an extended period of time. With, you know the benefits that they expect from you know a standard organization. So if, so games like CS:GO and and whatnot, they're very very hard to get into unless you've got a lot of money. And we are you know at uh, at the moment I'm speaking you know in talks with a few teams hoping to pick them up. But our main focus as an organization is to kind of invest our money and resources into newer up-and-coming um, esports because not only is it kind of cheaper for us, 
but it also allows us to kind of help grow the scene. You know, if getting a, a big name or a big name organization or a well-known organization into a new game, it actually helps create a lot of early stability for the leagues. Yeah. Where it, and that was something we saw with um, Rocket League, you know. It wasn't necessarily us that was joining. It was We joined at the same time as a couple other organizations did, and it really allowed the Steam, uh, the, uh, the league, sorry, to stabilize. And and that's one of the greatest benefits is, you know, these early games, if, if, they, if they can become stable enough early, they'll really grow on and, and take off. So that's something we really try and put most of our resources into. Yeah. I mean, so... Based on that, I assume by newer games, just sort of talking about things at the moment like Overwatch, Paladins, yep, that sort of absolutely. thing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Main, mainly one to two years old, or you know, things that are just being released like Overwatch now. Yeah, I guess that also links into our next question here, where uh, one of the things that I ask pretty much all of the Oceanic guests that come on here is what they feel about the Oceanic region in general. Um, so usually, what we hear is that. We're slowly gaining steam and getting better, and we're seeing with investment from overseas, like Nuovo Gaming recently, uh, investing in sort of players to develop uh, develop the scene in general. Uh, where do you stand on sort of the development of OCE and uh, the comparison to not only top-tier regions like NA, Korea, EU, but sort of smaller regions like China, Brazil, and Turkey? Well, I'd... I guess it is one of those things where I do definitely agree that, you know, OC is a little bit weak at the moment, but we are growing. Every year, every year we are growing. And that's and that's the greatest sign to really kind of take from, from all this is that we are growing each and every year. We're not, you know, stalling off or dropping a bit. We're actually growing. And, and, that's, and that's the greatest thing. And that's, you know, that's one of the best things to look forward to in the future. In five years' time, like where will we stand and, and whatnot. But the other regions really have a, a major head start on us. You know, they have the bigger fan bases, yeah. they have the, the population density, they have the better internets, um, and that's one of the things really lacking in Australia yeah. um, is, is the internet. And not so much for, like, to play the games, because playing the games isn't really the issue. Everyone can generally connect to the game they're playing. They wouldn't really be a pro in the first place if they couldn't. But the biggest thing is it's streaming. Yeah. The players not being able to have good enough internet to stream really limits like the income, this, the supplementary income that can you know let them sustain um, their time in their professional career, and that, and that's one thing that's really lacking. And, and hopefully over the next five years that that slowly does change, and it is good to see you know other international um, organisations coming into the scene. I think that's a, it does show a good sign that there is a lot more interest that we are growing in Australia. Um, and hopefully, probably not in the next five years, but if, you know, 10 to say 10 to 15 years, that hopefully Australia is good enough to, to at least take on team, NA teams or EU teams. I don't think we'll ever catch up to the Koreans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends on the game. Like, you look at CSGO and it's not the Koreans that are on top, it's more the Europeans. And we've even got, you know, we've got the Renegades, which are sort of up there in the top 10, top 15 in the world. So we're not falling too far behind. We're sort yeah, that's of right. keeping on that level in a way, it seems. I think that's a good thing as well. Is we we'll be able to watch our scene, you know, actually go from, you know, low tier to at least mid to high tier over the next ten years, and we'll actually be able to see the progress in front of us. Whereas a lot of the other regions sort of popped up really fast, and they were never sitting at the bottom, you know. Yeah. And we we can actually watch that, and we can be proud of the accomplishment. Yeah, I guess following on from this though, you touched on it there. How do you see esports not only in Australia but just in general evolving in the next? few years do you see it sort of maybe moving away from the MOBA scene and moving towards the sort of game Overwatch and Paladins the sort of first person MOBA shooter mashup 
it's it's definitely an interesting thing to think about. Um, I'm not necessarily too sure if, if the MOBA scene will will disappear. It's one of those things that you you sort of think that we'll eventually move away from it, just like we you know we moved away from the MMO scene over time. But the things that at least Riot does and, and other uh, MOBAs is that they really do keep their games interesting over over a long period of time. They're generally making changes over time and and things like that. So I'm not obviously I'd love for the MOBA scene to stay around and. But I can't, you know, really predict that one. But yeah. I think, Go on. Talk. I think one of the the biggest things as well is that in in the next five to ten years, we we are just going to grow as we're going to have a bit bit of internet, you know, the, the bigger fan base. But I think the biggest thing is this knowledge of of the scene. I think that you know over the last few years, I've seen more and more people start to accept esports is as like a, as a thing. You know, if if I said to um, a random person down the street, you know, about five years ago, hey. I um I play games you know for a living sort of thing right they're like ah ha ha nerd right yeah. or you know you live in your mum's basement sort of thing even though we don't really have basements in Australia but you get the yeah. stigma whereas now if I if I say like oh that's really cool or you know it's still not like oh my god you know they don't tell their friends about it but it's still they're becoming more accepting and I think that's going to be the biggest thing in in you know five to ten years where people actually you know, tell their parents tell their friends and there'll be a lot more interest a lot more acceptance around it and I think that's that's the thing that's going to really um, get us going. Yeah, I think you touched on it there. Acceptance is probably the biggest thing. Um, like, I don't know. Do you remember a couple of months ago when we had the Crown Invitational down here for CSGO? Oh, yes, that was great. Yep. Uh, when that came on TV, the final, I think it was Immunity and Virtus Pro. Yep. Uh, I pretty much sat on the lounge and sort of turned that on and had family walk in, and the first thing they said is, what the hell are you watching? Why, why are we watching a video game on a sports channel? <laughs> but then sort of... Once they sat down and I started sort of explaining it to them and all that sort of thing, Pete, they were actually getting into it. You know, That's they right. started to understand it and know what was going on and understood that there was a lot of skill and practice and everything that goes into it. And by the end of the game, they sort of understood not only the basics of CSGO, but esports in general. That's right. And I think that's also where the MOBA scene lacks is that you can hardly sit down, you know, with someone who's never seen it before and explain what the hell a MOBA game is. Yeah. I, I've tried to explain to friends and family what League of Legends is and I still to this day can't accurately or at least describe it where they get excited. At least when they sit down and watch a, a CSGO match or even Rocket League, it was, it's so basic and simple to understand. You're shooting, you're killing or you're, you're, you're hitting a, a soccer ball with a car. It's, it's very simple whereas... Whereas League and the MOBA genre as a whole, it's very hard to explain. So hopefully, you know, I'm hoping that those other games really take off a lot more so it does become a lot more mainstream. Yeah, definitely. Um, and finally here, I guess, we touched on it before, as sort of the owner of the organization, uh, just going back to League, I guess, uh, what expectations do you have of the team in this first split? Like, is there at any point where you sort of be disappointed with the uh, performance? Like, do you expect a certain performance or anything like that? Well, one of the, one of the biggest things I think um, organizations or even players make the mistake of is when first getting promoted into a new league, and it's that they have a mentality of like, all right, let's just not let's just focus on not getting demoted. Let's let's hey, let's focus on staying in the split, you know, and we'll kind of build up over time, and you know, and, and a lot of organizations have that sort of mentality, and and sometimes it, it works out for them, but. For a lot of times, you, you can see that they sort of struggle to stay in, and you've made the mention of that, you know, tried it in Infernum, and they just kind of struggle to kind of hold their spot, and it's because of that mentality. So one of the things that we've pretty much said from the get-go as soon as we got promoted is that we are going to finish top four. 
Yeah. Anything less than that, then it will be a disappointment in that regard. And, you know, and we'd have to look to ourselves internally and, and ask ourselves why we didn't finish top four. But the players, the, the management, you know, myself, we all have absolute confidence that we will finish top four. And we believe based on our performance and our skills that we can go toe-to-toe for top teams. And we've, pro- we've proved that in our practice matches and, you know, previous performances against these teams. Yeah. If every team had a mentality like that, I mean, we would have a hell of a lot comp- more competitive sort of competition than we do now. That's right. And I think our little edge here is we're hungry for this. You know, these teams in the OPL have been around for a while. You know, some of them are complacent and they're all kind of, you know, relaxed off. They're not, you know, you, the scene has been dominated by, by, by Chiefs and Legacy. And a lot of other teams sort of just give up on that fact. But we're, we're here to win. Yeah. I mean, even speaking to Pabu in general the last couple of weeks, you can tell even though they're not with the team anymore per se, even they're sort of uh, into sort of making sure that the team succeeds. That's right. Well, I do want to bring up one thing actually about about those two players is that um, they have signed with our organization for a year, um, but we've actually negotiated a deal with Trident, which we'll see Pabu in general um, go and be loaned off to Trident Esports, which is sort of ironic considering that we knocked them out and plus have taken Pac-Man from them. <laughs> so I thought I'd leave you on that note there. <laughs> yeah, that was something we mentioned. I think I mentioned that last week on our show, something about um, you taking Pac-Man and them taking <laughs> Pabu in general, Yep, looking for three three relegation series in a row. So That's right. And they definitely have the, oh, that's right. They, they definitely have the skill to get there again. And, and if Trident keeps the rest of their roster intact, I can almost guarantee that they will be in the promotion series again. Yeah. So just out of curiosity there, if they make the OPL again with Trident, will they come back to Abyss or will they stay with Trident in the OPL? Yep. Um, so that that is a that is a good question. Um, so by default of the uh, the loan agreement, they do come back to Abyss. Now, we necessarily don't have to take them back um, in per se. If if Seb and Pac-Man um, both outperform our expectations, and we've talked to Seb and Pac-Man about this, we talked to General and Pabu about this, um, because Pabu is is a player, especially Pabu is a player that he is going to be one of the best top laners. Um, the OCC uh, regions ever seen. Oh yeah, uh, he's, he's shown extreme early potential. His game knowledge is outstanding, and, and same in general, absolutely a very good jungler. So we ultimately want to keep these guys within our organization. But <clears throat> it's also not fair on Seven Pac-Man to sort of just replace them as soon as these two come of age. However, you know, we sat down with all four of them. We said, look, you know, we'll keep on Pac-Man and Seb if you guys just perform, you know, better than our expectations. And 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 we said that to Pablo in general. So if they do get promoted. It kind of sits on like where we're sitting as a team at the time, um, and you know ultimately we've said to him if we don't end up taking you, then you're free to to go off and and do your own things, and we'll exit out of a contract early on, you know, because it's only fair to them. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, anyway, that pretty much wraps up the formal component of this. Uh, I've just got a few sort of other questions to move away from the team in general, just to sort of get to know you a little bit better. Uh, sure. So I guess first of all. Do you follow esports outside of Oceania? Uh, yes, I do. I mainly, I mainly follow like obviously the NALCS and the EU LCS, particularly. That's that's about it. I, yeah. I, my my time's really full with following the OCE scene. Yeah. yeah. As an owner, you have to pretty much stay on on top of everything. Any okay. any sort of movement anywhere, you pretty much have to know about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, who do you follow? Out of curiosity. Uh, I'm a big my EU team is Fnatic and yep. my NA team is I'm going to say this after after the MSI second place it is CLG <laughs> CLG yeah speaking of MSI what what are your thoughts on MSI sort of the one that just passed as an event do you think it was a success 
Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I think it really showed that um, the Western regions, well, <laughs> maybe not Europe, but, <laughs> but at least at least the, the, the gap between Korea and um, North America and even the wildcard team, they played exceptionally well. They, they, yeah, they only took off two wins, but that is, you know, they, they showed a lot of promise. They took it to the teams. They didn't roll over um, yeah. like, like E2 did. And I, and I think that's it's it really showed that hey the gap is finally closing now whether or not you know this was just like a once-off thing you know we'll, we'll find out at the end of at, at worlds but I think it's really good to to see it's promising that you know finally other regions might catch up to Korea yeah I think it was only one win uh oh, was it only Turkey one got, yeah oh, they, okay so yeah they beat CLG in the one game <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah <laughs> and everyone went off their nut but um yeah I completely agree with you there it's sort of showing that the gap's closing and Teams can actually compete with Europe and, and international. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you know, three months ago we were talking about Europe competing with Korea, and now we're talking about NA competing with Korea. So, yeah, it's such a shame what happened, but that's hopefully they'll learn from that one. Definitely. Uh, do you play any games on consoles at all? Uh, I do. Main, I do. It's mainly the Final Fantasy series. I'm a yep. big fan of Final Fantasy, and that's pretty much the only reason I have my PlayStation. Yeah. I don't get enough time. Like I said, I have yeah. to. Abyss is a full-time thing almost, and that with work and uni, it's it's hard to you know even play league sort of thing. So yeah, um, but Final Fantasy would be my only go-to game. Yeah, looking forward to fifteen. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Uh, and finally, just completely off games in general, favorite food. Oh, I, I thought about this one for a while, and it was it was really tough because you know I'll pretty much eat anything. But <laughs> but my favorite thing, I guess, is when I, when I go out to dinner, because I always order chicken parma. It's just it's just one of those oh, things. Yes. Yep. I absolutely love them. No matter where I am, it's a chicken parma. Yeah, chicken parma, chicken parma. I have to agree with you there. With chips yeah. or salad? Oh, with chips. <laughs> Good job. But um, you know, and I even rate it. You know, you can't have the chips underneath the parma, and I get all you know. No, you got to have it a set way. Yeah, you, you do. You can't have the parma on the chips. This is one of those nitpicky things. Yeah. But not that I ever complain. It's just like you know, you just mentally, look at it and mentally them... complain. I guess in my head. <laughs> give them a bit of a glare when they walk. Past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How uh, dare you? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that pretty much wraps us up. Uh, thank, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, thank if thank people want to, if people want to find you online, where can they find you? Oh, the uh, thing is, I am on Twitter, www.twitter.com uh, forward slash Euphoria OCE is the yep. best way to find me. And what about your team? Abyss has a website. Yeah, www.abyss.gg. Yeah, and I, and I assume sort of all the Facebook and Twitter details for that's on the website. Yeah, Abyss Esports, OCE, after everything, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Yep, no worries. Once again, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. So thank you very much, Nathan, for speaking to us this week about your team. And uh, hopefully we can have you back into our show uh, at a later date to give us an update on how Abyss is going. So, with today, today is the 24th, which means it's Tuesday, which means that Overwatch was actually released today at 9 o'clock this morning, if I've got that correct. That was correct. Indeed. That was correct. Um, I haven't had the pleasure of playing Overwatch yet, but I know both of you have. Um, I'm going to start with you, Tyron. What's your first thought on the actual final release of Overwatch? How's it going so far? I'm actually really enjoying it. Like, a lot of people have said they've had sort of little bugs here and there, like they haven't been able to get on because of a small bug with Battle.net. But I really haven't experienced any of that. What about you, Simon? Any problems? Um, I haven't had really many problems. The servers have been pretty stable for me for the when I got on at, at 9am this morning. Um, 
I was actually woke up at eight thirty and I got an email from G two A saying that my um my, with my like with my code and everything, and I was like fuck yes that comes out in like half an hour. So I jumped on my computer, started downloading it because of my MBN download. I got it downloaded in like ten minutes. The six gigs in ten minutes, it's pretty good. Why are you gloating? Because I can. Um, and also the next like when I got onto the game the at like half ask because I wanted to go have some food. Um. I got onto the game and it looked pretty, it was all pretty stable. Everyone was all level one, which was pretty good. And I um, played with people of my own like rank and servers were pretty stable. I was playing on um, the Asia servers though, because for some reason I thought that would be better for ping because it's closer, but apparently not. Um, yeah, I really like the game. It's really fun. It um, definitely has the potential to be a new eSport and uh, is definitely... Gonna be one thing, one game that I'm gonna spend a lot of money in and play a lot. So yeah, you were saying you had a small Skins. problem though with the store. Yeah, um, currently I'm not sure. I'm not able to spend any money in the game because it won't let me. It's just like, like I, I have my money in my hand and I'm shaking it, and it's just like take my money, but it won't. Um, yeah, it's like it, that old, it's like that old meme with Fry standing there, shut up and yeah, take my it's money. Like, shut up and take my money, but it doesn't let me because I'm like it doesn't let me. My, my account doesn't like it or some shit. I don't know. I don't know, I'll just wait for them to fix it so I can actually spend money in it. And I'll buy, all the, I'll buy like a thousand chests and get all the skins. Oh god, why? Because I want Any- skins! But, but, there's... It's all about the skins. skins. Oh. You know, you play League of Legends. Yeah. Skins, get skins. skins get wins! Skins get wins! No. Skins get wins! Anyway. Skins intimidate me, they make me tilt. Anyway, but being only one day in though, have you had any really interesting games where t- really weird team comps? Um... I did play one match where it was, I was like, when I started the match, I was like solo queuing. So when I started the match, the entirety, the, the like, rest of the players on the team did immediately lock in Pharah, which is like a, um, she's like an assault class, kind of, with rocket launchers and she can fly and shit. Um, yeah, they all decided to pick in, like, pick Pharah, and I was like, I'm just going to play Mercy, which is the healer, and um, just try and, like, not die a lot, which didn't happen, because they had a very, like diverse team comp and we have one character and I would mess in chat and I was like you guys must love Mercy huh or like Farah huh and they were like ha 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 and then none of them changed so we lost the game pretty oh. bad it was like a two and a half minute match yeah you probably would have got absolutely wrecked like yep. you can't win with that nope I mean we had a game I played a game where we had three healers we had two Lucios and a Mercy let's just say no one was dying Oh, wow. Um, that'd be great. I want that achievement. Jesus Christ. That was great. <laughs> achievement. I want that buff. There's an achievement that you can get for finishing, like, getting one of the ca- capture maps. If you get both captures without dying, then you get an achievement which gives you a um, a spray that says you just got anal probed, or you get probed. Oh, so my God, I want, I want that. I want that, but it's an achievement for not dying, and I'm like, fuck it, I always die, because I'm a crazy man. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I can't wait to get to level. I think it's level twenty-five. You have to get before you can play competitive. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm at like ten, so I'm close to that. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm like six or seven. I couldn't play too much today, sadly. But um, I'm interested to see how the competitive works. Like, I didn't really look at it in beta, but I don't know whether it'll sort of be one game and that's it, or if it'll be sort of. I think Cloud, the latest competitive uh, competition, was a best of nine. I think it was. So I'm curious to see how that actually works and how the ranking system works compared to League and CSGO and whatnot. Well, speaking of the actual pro scene, 
when do you think we're actually going to see a World Championship Series come out? Because we have seen a few community tournaments uh, happening through the beta, but when do you think we're going to see an official tournament? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of teams are... Uh, actually signing. signing up teams and there was a competition a couple of weeks ago where Cloud9 I believe took it out in a best of nine series um, but more locally in uh, Oceania there actually is a tournament coming up in a couple of weeks um, over at overwatchanz.com signups are now open for a tournament Overwatch tournament with round one taking place on Saturday the 4th of June, which uh, will definitely be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, a game that's sort of just come out, see how these teams, how teams sort of m create a meta, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sure Simon will be with me here where there's no real sort of meta with sort of how many of what champions you have yet. There's sort of, you know, some games where you'll have two healers and, you know, three assaults or some other games where you'll have, like, three tanks and three healers and no damage or there's no real meta yet. It's yet to be actually profound. Um, looking at day one release, some things will be broken, some things will be, well, under... So it's really what we're going to see happen over the next few weeks. Are the developers going to keep the game flat rate how it is for the meantime? Are they going to start tweaking immediately? I mean, day one, um, definitely there's going to be some tweaks coming out just to stabilize the game. But as for balance between gameplay, how are we looking? Is there anything that you can point out that's broken? Anything that needs to be buffed? Anything that needs to be nerfed? Um... I think that really got taken in the in the beta. I think a lot of it, a lot of the characters are very balanced and have very hard counters, such as Bastion gets countered to a lot of long range players like um, Widowmaker and uh, Hanzo and people like that. So it's it's very balanced as long as you have a good team comp. There's sometimes when you get a couple of like if you have two or three tracers on the enemy team and then they just zip around you and you're playing Bastion and you can't shoot them because they're too quick. That kind of annoys me sometimes, but um. It usually, it's, most of the time, it's fine. So, really, it's up to us to make the meta from what sounds of things? Yeah, that's, um, that's a, that's a good way of saying it. It's very, it's very, um, like, close to, you, you have to make the meta, and you choose what good team comps you want with your, rest of your players and your team. Like, if you have a, a six-man stack that you've, like, you've queuing with, it's, um, which we had before with Terrence friends, uh, that was... That was good because we got to like call out what characters we're going into, and we had a even mix of all snipers to healers to uh, tanks, and we could tell each other like what we need right now. Like if we, at one point we were getting destroyed, and we were just defending, so we needed someone with a shield, so we got someone else to bring coming with a shield. And it was very, um, it's very yeah. good to like be able to change on the fly and be able to adapt to whatever's happening. Yeah, unlike League where you're locked in for fucking twenty minutes. Exactly. Not just crying in the fountain. Game. Oh, yeah, that's true, I suppose. And uh, one last thing for tonight. Now, there was a rumour spreading around. I don't know if you've heard this as well, but apparently there was meant to be a day one new character reveal. Um, It hasn't happened yet, and I haven't heard about this rumour, but that would be kind of cool to bring the, the characters to 22 instead of 21. But I wouldn't expect... I wouldn't know what they would they bring in. Like, 
Yeah. There seems to be like a, an even mix of all the different characters. I guess you could probably bring an, another healer in because all the other classes was, have five. Yeah, I was just about to say another healer. Six. All the other classes have six, I think. There's six? Well, and healers only have four. Yeah. And also, there has been the um, animation trailers. That's true. And some have been saying that there's been characters or people within them that actually aren't in the game yet. Oh. I um, haven't been able to... I haven't watched all the, the trailers, so I'll have to go through and... and Neither have I, so yet to confirm that. But it's interesting that uh, some people are pointing out that there is a potential, so it's yet to be confirmed, because it's still, as I said, a rumour. But uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, there's going to be more characters coming out, definitely, and I can't wait to see what they are. But at the Most mo- definitely, but in the short run? In the short run, I think I'm more sort of working towards getting control of at least one or two champions in each of the pool, each of the sort of classes at the moment, and trying to, you know, understand the mechanics behind them and, you know, improving my understanding of the champions that are there now, rather than looking towards Dumping the future. on more content. Speaking of current champions, Simon, do you have a favourite? Um... I really do like Mercy because I like playing the support character and being like able to zoop around and like heal everybody. Yep. Um, but I also don't lie. You like Tracer for that ass. I I'd rather May for that ass because May's got a fucking bubble butt. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! It's 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 mint, dude. I'm putting the, like the two fingers in a circle and like, the rest of my fingers are up. It's mint. Um, I think uh, May's pretty fun because she's like super tanky and you can just get in and people freeze people and annoy them. Um, I like playing Bastion, though, because he does a lot of damage, and you can just um, hold up with someone, like, a shield in front of you and just destroy people because they can't shoot you. That's uh, probably... I think, yeah. I think I'd have to say Bastion's my favorite. I love playing Bastion as well, especially when you have a team that can sort of shield you and keep you alive. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I love Mercy as well, being able to heal people and give them extra power. Sort of just being that pocket healer for someone like a Hanzo. It's just so much fun. The clutch saves are <laughs> so good. Yeah, man. The only problem with playing the healers is, you know, you can't get play of the game. Yeah, I haven't gotten a play of the game yet because I'm, I'm A, always playing a You're healer, bad. or B, I'm bad. And I just have, like, I go, like, 2 and 9. That happens a lot. Uh, yeah, that sounds depressing. But, um, that's all for tonight from us. Now, um... I definitely can't wait to get Overwatch, but I also can't wait to hear from you. We have a Discord channel, which we are currently using at the moment to do our recordings on, but we are more than welcome to share it with you guys as well. All the details will be left on our website. Uh, Taran will be providing the link for that one, I dare say. Yeah, the link will be le- the link to the website will be left in the description, but for those listening, it our website is almostawesomeesports.wordpress.com. Hopefully we can get that changed soonish and get sort of a not wordpress website um but yeah all of our contact details our discord server and all of our in-game usernames will be on the website in the coming days so fingers crossed we can hear from you and yeah more than welcome to come join our discord channel and game with us anytime so with that out of the way uh we're now going to sign out tonight and we'll leave you to earth thank you very much for uh, listening into our podcast and we'll see you next time see you adios muchachos